This podcast is brought to you via my favourite platform, Skype. He's the man who put Clanfer PG on the map for Wales. He's flirted with the wrestler Adrian Street, and he'll make a song about anything. From Wirral, Merseyside, UK, meet and greet Don Woods. So, a very good day, everybody. Welcome to the 26th of September. The monsoon season has begun here in Spain. Uh, but then again, we do have rice and paella in this particular part of the world. So, don't be surprised if every now and again the rice needs uh, some rain. It has been chucking it down three days without stopping. And uh, I'll be pleased to fictionally get in the plane and go across Spain uh, over deeper water and over the UK to uh, come into John Lennon Airport. I say that because I know that uh, it should be Don Lennon Airport. Um, Let's just say, Don, very good morning. How are you and uh, what's your weather like? Good morning, Vince. Yeah, I'm okay. The weather's... uh... Uh, typical of it's you know it's a bit of rain bit of sunshine you know autumn nice can't complain at all you know it's gone a bit colder last couple of days but you know fine yeah we're cooler that that's for sure and today i've actually i can see from the window here there is some blue sky about but um heavy rain and we've got heavy flooding and we're sort of not far away from where the flood is, so yeah. Okay, well, I suppose I better go west, which is where we will be going later in the podcast. But um, you've got your news back to cheer you all up, haven't you? Yeah, we've had saturated news coverage of the royal funeral, etc. You know, solid for for a week, non-stop, nothing else, every channel. The, the royal funeral, which is fine, you know, but um, we're back to normal now. So the governments are on telling us how much we're going to save. They're going to save us on energy bills with the opposition disagreeing with everything they say and none of us having a clue what they're talking about. So it's back to normal on the news. Time to switch the news on and switch off. It's uh, it's. It's just, when you listen to these politicians, I don't know, and we've had a break from them, you see, with the royal thing. So, um, you know, it's it's been okay. But now you realise how awful it was. It's back to normal again. They're all on and there's something going on in Liverpool, the Labour party meeting. I just give up, mate. It's so boring. Uh, and, you know... They're gonna the, the the conservatives are gonna sort it all out. They've been in twelve years, you know, as, as if anything's gonna happen. Anyway, that that's the news, which doesn't interest me whatsoever at the moment. So well, there you go. Uh, yes, I, you know I'm interested in the news because otherwise I wouldn't be making me podcasts. Uh, but I do look for things which uh, maybe aren't uh, really talked much about or maybe are over-talked. And uh, last week I did make a podcast with 
somebody who's been a Tory councillor in Sowerby Bridge. He comes from Raby Mere, funnily enough, and he went out to um, the uh, frozen waste of Yorkshire. And obviously, um, he was telling me he'd met Liz Truss. Apparently, she's a very nice person, but he didn't think that she's got the backbone for the job. Uh, I have to say, when I look at the politicians around Europe, I mean, the whole of, of Europe, the whole of the world's in a mess. You don't find anywhere any decent politicians that seem to enact what they talk about. Um, Joe Biden in the States seems totally and utterly on another planet. Um, all the Democrats that seem to just pot around telling lies to each other. And then obviously the Republicans come up with their bit. Um the sad fact of the matter is that you've got to have politicians. Otherwise, if you don't have politicians, nobody organises the way that we live. And yet you can see where you have a despot or where you have a dictator or where you have people that don't listen to um, what the people are saying. Um, then you have the situation like you got in Russia. And, you know, um, uh, I received a telegram from a, a good friend in Russia who's obviously uh, frightened out of his wits to be called up and to have to join something that he doesn't know the first thing really uh, about. Um, it's just everywhere you look. Italy just got a new uh, parliament uh, with a new right-wing lady um, prime minister for the first time. You know, they're going to form the coalitions. I came away from the UK thinking coalitions would be quite a good idea. But, I mean, here in Spain, we lasted a full year with a coalition government that couldn't do anything. So, really, they they are just a rotten bunch of people who are, are pretty power-crazy and um, they're in it for feathering their own nests. I would imagine occasionally you probably get the odd one that um, is genuine, but I don't see many of them. And I don't really see many in the UK when I'm watching the likes of um, Question Time. Although I watched last week and there was a Baroness on who did actually speak a lot of sense. But otherwise, you just hear the same old arguments being trotted out. And like you say, you do you get a bit cheesed off with it, don't you? Well, the thing is, everybody's different, you see. That's what I say all the time. The general public are different. Everybody's different. You have the thickheads, and I mean that in the nicest possible way, you know, who are still evolving. You know, that, that I've always said this, and there's people who, who have evolved who are very clever. You can't legislate for everybody. It's very difficult. Um, okay, you know they, they don't look into that. They 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 just go one way. You know we're going to save you money on your on your on your. Well, you know and the the rich are getting richer and you see it, it's nonsense. You know they don't seem to have a standard procedure. But then again, it's difficult because everybody's different, and all the MPs are different. You know, they have, and you listen to it all, and it's just. Uh, it's just ridiculous. You can't follow it all. You know, it, it's, it's so complicated. And then you get someone comes on to be interviewed and then the interview is talking over them, you know, and you think, oh, for goodness sake. So, uh, as I say, I've lost interest totally in, in, in politics. And, you know, with, with gas bills and energy bills, I just pay them. 
you know that that's it. If there's not much you can do about it, you know they're all saying, "Oh, we can't afford to feed the family," and and again, the media don't help. They just pile in with all the, the negative news and really brass everybody off. So everybody's walking around depressed in a, in a bad mood. You know, thank goodness for the uh, royal funeral. You know, which everybody seems to, you know book up together and, and, and you know it was now it's been all, I don't know mate it's awful it's like being on another planet you know from what what, what we lived through but was nothing like this was it no I have to say uh, it, it's a it's a, a fusion of incompetence and meticulous planning by people who wanted to spoil a way of life I mean we did have a way of life we were very fortunate to be born just after the war. I think that um, when I think back of the sacrifices and uh, the way that these brave people went and fought for our freedom, um, I do feel that it's being abused by many. And I think that, uh, you know, when I think back to the things I've learned, I, I now begin to start looking at my own education and thinking, what the hell was it really all about? I do remember that we had a work ethic which was basically, you know, people who wanted to uh, work in whatever way they could, probably just pay the taxes and have a bit of fun at the weekend and get on with their lives. And I don't see that now. I just see people who are out. Maybe it's because of the media. Maybe it's because I'm reading this all the time. But I'm reading so much of people who are out to rob other people people who were out to uh, maim other people, to kill them, to hurt them, um, to, uh, you know, do bad things to other people, uh, which does... Well, it, it's, it's, a, it's a very big change. It's not the kind of country that I grew up in, and I feel that a lot of it has been orchestrated, which uh, sounds very painful, and it is. We're, we're suffering because pe people now don't seem to have the same morals if you like and the same principles and the same way of living the life that we used to have the trouble is people are they want to they want more than the you know why should he have more than me see this is the problem you get people who who don't do much you know they're, they're on the they're on benefits say you know maybe they've got to be but maybe they don't have to be you know so off they go to the to the bookies then to the pub and they're they're moaning oh he's got a he's got a big car you see maybe he deserves the big car because he's worked for this but they don't see it that way they want it everybody wants more than they've got instead of just enjoying life enjoying what they have you know you know that 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 that's the problem with it all. Everybody wants more. He's got this. He's got that. Oh, you know, he's got a moat around his house. See, it doesn't matter. You know, get on with your own life. Everyone's worried, moaning about everybody else. And and that's the problem. See, to me, I just get on with my own life. I've always have. You know, couldn't care less whether someone's got a moat around his house or lives in a castle. It doesn't make any difference to me at all. Because well, well, I, 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 I've built my life the way I want it. You, you know, worked. And, and you you had a good work ethic, and you worked hard. Um, and and for me, another thing that's a big big problem is that uh, too many people are looking at other things that are happening in the world and protesting in their own country about things that really are very little to do with us. 
but because that's of right. them, yeah. but because right, of that's it. yeah because of globalization i mean today i'm reading your headlines in your papers, hundreds of protesters clash with riot police across London over the death of a woman aged 22 arrested in Iran for breaking the country's EHAB laws. And then yeah. at, at least five officers are wounded in demos outside Islamic centres and embassy as global fury turns violent. Now, you see, I understand why they're, why they're having a go because this poor woman should never have been put in that situation by the rulers of her, of her country. But why do they protest in, you know, like the UK and, and Spain and France and places like that when it, it's not our country's fault, is it? The fault is in Iran. No, it, so how... Right. how, it, how it doesn't need much, you see, to get everybody, you know, because they, they've got no... See, there's not a lot of imagination you know, oh, they're gonna we're gonna march on some, so they all join in. You know, it, it was like the uh, Jarro march in the day. You know, they all march down to London. You know, and they go to London and, and hang around and then march back again. It didn't make any difference. You know, but it, it's something to get involved in. You see, they need to be part of something. People, you see, that's the thing. They can't. They can't sort of do it on their own. They've got to be part of something. Belong. That's the thing. Football supporters, we belong to the team. You know, the lads. Well, they're out. It's my team. You see, that's the thing with people. And and that's that's the majority of people. You know, very few people have imagination, you know, to, to do to go and have a walk in the hills and enjoy the countryside. Go and have a lovely walk. Come back and have a bit of lunch. You know, it, it costs nothing, but they can't, they can't do that. You know, yeah. They don't seem to be able to do that. You know, uh, 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 strange, very strange. You know, but but the thing is, Dom, how do you, how do you, um, okay, how do you solve this one? You, you've got people going to courses, learning about uh, justice and freedom, and uh, the sort of things that does really tell you that if there's a 22-year-old girl who's, you know, being told she has to wear this bloody horrible thing that she, um, you know, apparently if they don't even wear that correctly, they'll get flogged. And she went into the back of the police van and uh, comes out, uh, you know, as a corpse. Um, I mean, what do we do? Do we ignore these despots and people that basically are making life awkward for other people in other parts of the world i mean how do you feel about that well it's it's for the, that country to solve isn't it you see I, I know it's awful and the way we see it see that those people probably see us in in the same way we see them you know it's different isn't it, it there's no real answer to it marching here isn't going to solve anything it's just see it needs sorting in that country and with the way they think and believe you know what what can you do there's not a lot you can do really about it that's the way they are you know they think they're right and and you know maybe and, and in their own minds they are but it's to like us, if it, to it, us it isn't right but then again you know it's we're, we're not we're not the same are we don i don't have the answers I'm, I'm i'm only putting the questions because if you look at the russian situation you've got uh russia 
where you have Putin decides what he's going to do and he kicks off this horrible conflict in the Ukraine. And then when, uh, you know, the going has really got bad, he's now calling up everybody else. And so a lot of people are now protesting and don't want to go to be killed on the the war front. Um, yet, how do you stop these people? Because it's it's pure evil, whichever way you look at it, it is pure evil. But how do you stop it? Yeah, as a, yeah, I don't know. See, you could say people power, but you can't. You see, it's I don't know. You see, you only you only see what you read and on on what's on the news. You know, you don't perhaps don't get the full story. I don't know. I can't see anybody that kills somebody else is 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 totally wrong. You know that that should never happen, but it does. You know, and in this day and age. Like like the Russians attacking Ukraine, everyone's oh it's terrible. But why are they doing it? We don't really know the real reason, do we? We're told, but we don't know the actual reason. And I just I don't know. I, I give up, mate. It's just and there's nothing you can do really. Except, you know you can march and march up and down the street and wave your wave your banners and everything, but it doesn't make any difference in the end. Yeah. Look, I, I I can understand exactly what you're telling me, and I exactly agree with you. What can we do? And it's because of the fact that you really become impotent and you can't do anything. Um, you know, these people are rioting outside the embassies in London and various other places, um, which really won't do anything. But it's the same as these poor people over in Russia who don't want to go and fight. Um, yeah, you know the, right. the 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 despots, the lunatics, the fanatical people—they get away, and they have got away throughout history uh, with lots of different things. And the trouble is, you see, um, if you and I and other people all say, "Well, it doesn't affect us," well, it does affect us really, because I mean, even now we're talking about it. It's in our newspapers, and there's people that that are you know being killed around the world because of a problem, which more that you get into life for me the more that you really see is something that's definitely driven by forces of good and forces of evil and yeah. and yeah. and i don't know the answer to it and i've tried my best i mean i can sort my own life out uh, because i have to and those that i influence i can you know say what i think uh, is one way to look at it or one way to act but, you know, we each have to make our own decision. And it doesn't mean to say that you're wrong and I'm right. Um, and, and it doesn't mean to say the other way around. It's how we handle it for ourselves. But, I mean, while I'm here, able to have a, a nice chat with you today, um, you know, I've had one friend who's had to flee the country, another friend who's obviously um, at his wit's end. He'll be called up. His kids aren't going to see him. He might be killed. His wife won't see him. It's just horrible. And for what? And as exactly you itemized, there, therein is the huge problem. Really, we don't know the truth of the situation. That's right. You, you just know what, the, what you're told by the, by the media. And the media need to make it sensational so people buy the papers and watch the news. You see... You know, the media are the cause of a lot of the problems in the world. I've always said this, especially in this country. You know, the, the negative, negative, negative 
all the time. And, you know, one-sided. They reckon they're not, but they are. They're one-sided. Uh, and, you know, everything's... They look at the, the, the negative part of everything and start there. You know, the news starts off. There's been so-and-so, a, a child killed, shot dead, you know, which is terrible. But, you know, there's other ways of putting it over and everybody gets really up in arms and, oh, you know, playing hell. And, and that's the trouble with it all. If you don't watch the news, you don't get as depressed. Okay, Don, hold that thought because this is exactly what I've been trying to identify for ages, and I do identify with all our podcasts. It's all about who owns the news. Every newspaper, podcast, um, radio, TV, anything has an editor. I edit this the way that, well, the way we do it, you know, because I'm very open and I try to get the way you feel about things. I try and tell you honestly the way I feel about things. I don't try and tell any lies. I try and get good sourced information and I try to tell you what I believe is true. Uh, the trouble is that the, the media is owned by a small number of people. Each of those will have people who are uh, dedicated and assigned to filtering down information about how they want their news to be presented. And it is a sad fact of life at the moment. I believe part of this is that they are trying to depress people. Not only are they trying to depress people, I then look at the entertainment channels, which again, they're all owned by people. Don, people make the decisions about what people will be watching. And all we're seeing is really violent, aggressive, nasty things in a general sense. And unfortunately, uh, alongside of that, we have gratuitous sex where we don't actually look at the love and the uh, devotion and the caring side of a relationship. And therein, I think, lies our biggest problem. It's the diet we're fed, not just in our, in our bodies, because we, we can see that quite clearly. You can all see the damage when somebody overeats or eats the wrong food. When it comes to taking in the uh, psychological bit, that is a lot more difficult to spot and I look at your newspapers and I try to be objective and I'm trying to find good stuff, interesting stuff and not all negative stuff. And it's getting more difficult by the day. So um, that's how I see it. I think it, I think there is an answer to this, but I think the answer is beyond the likes of you and I. It's about the people that own the media, who own the channels of communication, who own the ability to uh, create games which just depict people being killed all the time. There's something radically wrong with the way we think. Um, when I talked to Emil Ford all those years ago, Emil used to come and talk to me and he would tell me about the forces of evil. And uh, I think he was right. I do think there is something far, far bigger um, than just you and I having a conversation, there are many, many uh, people suffering now. And I think if you look across the reasons why we're suffering, we've had disease which has been propagated. We know that people have, you know, they've dabbled. I don't know whether or not it was all planned this way. I'll never know that. 
what I do know is that once you start dabbling in nature, and uh, we've all seen mad professors over the years with, uh, you know, weird haircuts and everything. There's always people that want to put two things together and create some sort of bizarre third third thing. So I'm afraid that's how I see it, Don. And I think, quite honestly, you also unwittingly said something else, which is one of the biggest answers to it. Use the media and then switch it off. Yeah, well, you see... I don't take any notice of the news. I don't watch programs, violent programs like soaps, because they're rubbish. You know, the acting's rubbish, but people fall for it. You know, you get the EastEnders, the whoa, you know, it's just nonsense, you know. And anyway, that's me. But if, if everybody, you see, but you see, they, compl- they have a program on called Newswatch, where people can complain about the ways the news is done. But the BBC just come on and say, oh, well, we think we've got it right. So there you go. You know, what can you do? Yep. There's you- not much you can do. See, some of the news is all right, but but they look for the sensationalism. That's what they're looking for all the time. And they have floods and they show the worst part of the floods with the house getting washed away, you know, that's the trouble with it all. So everybody thinks, you know, all our houses are going to get washed away. You see, but, but, you know, and it's only like a small, it's, it's one one thing where the house is on a cliff or something and, and the cliff is worn away and the house has, 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 has collapsed, you know. If they show um, that, that's it, the thing, you know, that, that's the thing. As an exercise, and I did this a couple of days ago, uh, you go around all the channels, CNN, Fox News, ITV, BBC, Al Jazeera, and you look at the way they're presenting the news and you can see that it's driven from one source because, quite frankly, you can virtually see the same stories, you know, so you know everybody around the world's getting all this doom and gloom. And then um, I know that you have a go tongue-in-cheek with me about um, the soaps. The reason why I watch the soaps is because having studied media studies, you then um, you listen to other people talking, but if you don't watch it yourself, you're only getting hearsay. So I look for the similarities and I look for the fact that if you look at Emmerdale, if they've got uh, a particular theme running, um, you know, transgender, for example, then switch across uh, to the other soaps owned by the same companies. Um, You know, obviously Emmerdale, uh, Coronation Street, um, Hollyoaks, they'll all follow the same plot so that means that they're getting whatever their intention through. They'll get it through all the people that watch those programs. So that the problem is there is a concerted attack. And the best thing that you can do for yourself is not sit in front of the TV and uh, watch it um, just for uh, watching the same drivel over and over again. Yesterday, we had this terrible weather. So... Okay, what did we do? We look, we fished around to find a couple of um, things to watch on TV. Uh, in between that, we walked out when it was raining. We had a walk round so that we at least got a bit of fresh air. On the first film that we saw, it was um, it was just it was called Vendetta, and so it was really put. If you'd have seen this film, 
The first thing I'm sure you would have picked up, as I did, was the quality of the mixing. You know, the sound was far too loud, background music, mumbling um, when it came to the the dialogue, and when it came to the tale, flimsy. It was awful. It was one of the worst films I've ever seen. Uh, then we saw another one, which was called Anger Management, which was labelled as a comedy. And it really depicted everything that is about this woke society that we're living in. It was like this guy who basically was inoffensive. He's a nice, shy guy. But every time he opened his mouth, somebody put a woke foot in it. And in the end, he had to go to this... Uh, I, I won't tell you too much about it, but I think that one would interest you because if you look for the right things, there's this woke stuff going on. And if people can't see it in, you know, uh, virtually everything that we're living through, uh, then there's no hope for you. So, you know, what can you do? You see, the soaps, they're made for people who enjoy them. You know, if you enjoy the soaps, fine. And they're popular. And, and you know, if that's what you want to watch, fine. I don't. I just think it's. I think the acting's rubbish. They're they're all sort of, you know, has beens in it. You know, to me, it's just rubbish. But I mean, I understand that people want to watch it. Fine. I'm nothing against it. I don't take it off because I don't like it. But it's just it's tripe. Don, you know. Don, I watch. I watch other stuff. See. Don and baby. Not- Don baby, you, you you are missing the point a little bit. You know, when you say that they're giving the public what they want. Nobody particularly... No, they're giving a section of the public what they want. Okay, but, but you think about it. The, 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 these people have a meeting and they say, oh, we haven't had transgender for two weeks, so we'll have transgender. Oh, we haven't had uh, maybe a gay problem. I mean, don't forget, if you go back to look at the origins of these programmes, you can see quite clearly the cast has all changed. You know, you've got all the people that reflect the social implications or have changed in all these soaps. So you then have to come to, you've got to look at this for yourself. I can't tell you, I know what I see. I see that they have driven their agenda through this medium. Other people would say, oh, no, no, it reflects, it reflects. It doesn't. They decide what they want to see. Anyway, look, um, we can't really come to an agreement about maybe something that uh, you've every right for your opinion and I've every right for my opinion. So we'll just agree to see it in a different light as we go to the sporting front, which was um, very tearful, wasn't it? Yeah, but the sport. We'll talk about the sporting front, which is far more interesting than the soaps, <laughs> with respect and uh, and politics. Right? Yeah, Roger Federer. Uh, it was fantastic. What a fantastic player! What an example to 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 everybody he is and has been. You know, he's smart. He's cool. Fantastic player, and I thought it. it it was these parties. He's retired now, and I'm glad, really, because uh, when they go on too long, they, you know, they end up having all sorts of injuries. And and I thought it was a perfect time for him to retire. And what a cool guy he is! And and what a, you know, he's got to be one of the best ever 
tennis players. And as I've always said, I played tennis at a club level, not, not like him. But you've got to play tennis to realise how hard it is, what a difficult game it is. Because when you watch it on the television, you're looking at it from above. So it looks quite easy. When, you le when you're ground level, the, 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 the court is so much bigger than you think it is. And I, these guys are so good. And um, it, it was, I thought he was fantastic, Federer. And I thought he was, the way he, he retired as well, he's got such class, the guy, you know, and he, he looks immaculate. You, you see Andy Murray with his black shoes and black socks staggering around when he, when he hits a ball down and boring as hell. You know, I mean, Andy, my great player, but you know, the likes of Federer has got it all, hasn't he? He's got everything, and I, I, I it was great to see him, and and I'm glad he he was appreciated and got a big send off. But he, he's going to continue playing, but not a uh, not at that level, you know. Yeah, I to and, to totally agree with you. By the way, I mean, he's a gentleman, always come up as a gentleman always allowed uh, his games to be umpired in a fair way without uh, becoming controversial. Uh, Rafa Nadal, in the same sense, we saw the two of them absolutely full of emotion as, uh, you know, as, as colleagues in this Labour Cup. Uh, of course, in the past, they've been seen as people who basically were, you know, warriors in tennis against each other. The, there is a very important point lurking behind this, which is basically uh, tennis, like certain things, um, is very, very much a game with its roots in rules, regulations and how to behave within a club situation. I was a bit of a rebel against tennis at one time, same with golf, but I came round very much after I'd studied the whole thing, to see that these help the structures of society. If you now look at these new breed of people, Kiriagos is obviously one that, that is coming through, uh, there are others, where they don't want to keep the rules and they don't want to wear the whites and they don't want to uh, keep the, uh, the, the officials, um, you, you know, sort of everything's challenged and everything. It, it is a question, really, of whether or not we want to go to the standards that were set by the people that created the game that was given to society, or do we want to go along this route that it's all about the money and therefore if somebody comes in who swears, maybe uh, abuses people and certainly doesn't want to keep to the same rules as everybody else, uh, do we go down that route? Because it seems to be that money is, is really what talks all the time. Uh, I think to anybody who's trying to um, make agendas which they think are going to be contrary to the likes of the world that Fedra and Rafa Nadal and uh, these other gentlemen players have come from. Um, I think really you can see that is the way that you can understand rules, regula regulations and having protocols. I, I can understand things a lot better by looking at these top... I mean, Fedra's an absolute gentleman. Nadal's the same. Um, when you, but then again, you see, the people watching tennis do enjoy blokes throwing their rackets round. It's wrong, and it's wrong 
for for a professional player to go and criticise the referee because the referee's on a, a fraction of his money. The referee's doing a job. Whether he does it well or makes the odd mistake does not deserve to be pilloried by the player. But by the same token, people enjoy that in, in their own little way. It's like, you know, you have a rugby match and the big fight breaks out on the field and everyone's going, oh, it's disgusting. But that's what they want to watch. You know, that, that's the thing with it, you know, and, and they try and make them like that, that Kyrgios or whatever his name is. You know, he, I don't know whether he's trying to be make himself into a personality, make himself stand out because he's a pain. You know, he's an absolute pain. When he's playing, you know. I want to uh, substitute a pronoun here. Where you've been talking about, this is what the public, what they want to watch. I think no, we, the, we no, could actually, we could say we, we could say, yeah, but we could say we, because basically, I think you and I and many of us don't mind a little bit of uh, antagonism, the punch up in the rugby, the flare up in the tennis. But overall, overriding all that, we have to have officials and we have to have rules. Otherwise, we we don't have the game, do we? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So there you go. Um, And the next subject, I can put up with women's football up to a point. I know you love it. I, I can put up to a point. But they do not belong in the commentary box. They're, they're awful. They, they, had, they had a woman on uh, commenting on one of the men's games, you know. Oh, it's the, it's the quality, the quality and the ability. And, and when he played for City, I'm thinking, you know, get it out of there. You know, or, or teach you the game. He keeps saying the same thing. And when the ball comes down, he comes down the wing and puts it in the box. You know, I'm sorry, mate. Women don't belong in the commentary box. I don't enjoy particularly watching women's football. I'm glad it's doing well, but it's not for me particularly. So there you go, at the, at the risk of sounding sexist. OK, so- and at the risk of a reply that might also sound sexist, yesterday I watched a little bit of uh, Chelsea ladies playing Manchester City's ladies and I thought the standard was awful, quite honestly. Um, I feel that, um, you know, if you watch the media hype regarding the fact that Arsenal versus uh, Tottenham Hotspur uh, broke the record for attendance, I think it was something like 47,000, something like that. Um, I think they overlooked the fact that the, the the actual record for a ladies' football match goes back to the 40s, I think, or something like the 50s. It was very, very, very early on, and it was over 100,000 or something. Um, I think the problem is, again, we are being made to watch ladies' football. When, yeah, you know, you're, right, you're right. I mean, I, I see better games in the park. You know, the, you can't compare ladies football with professional football with men's professional football you can't compare the two you know you think you can and you watch a ladies game and they're very they're skillful but when you watch the men's game you know there's a massive difference you know and you know good luck to the ladies and they're saying oh yeah and as i said with with the world cup thing 
when they won that that match after that that was a must win that did them good but then again they come on the, the, a couple of weeks later and play Luxembourg and win 10 nil well you know it, it, it's, it's it's the game needs help you know the ladies game it's got a long way to go in my opinion well i think that will come probably but i watched a league 1 game as we know there's been no premier league games there's been this nonsensical nations uh, league which again the games are of interest to those that want to just desperately watch football as it was um because the weather was so bad i did watch uh, plymouth were playing ipswich town in league 1 now that was far superior to the ladies game that i saw which is supposed to be the ladies super league but I, I don't believe now that it's about just ladies football i think they're trying to make the crowd different we've had hooligans watching men's football for many yeah. many years yeah. And I think yeah. you can see quite clearly they're trying to encourage participation of children, participation of women, and probably less of the violent people that want to go and spoil the uh, the game of football. I think that's part and parcel of what's going on. Um, yes, I don't mind watching the ladies' game. No, I know the skill level is not that good. I don't actually agree with you about the commentators because I think there's that many men who who do exactly what you were just des- des- describing for the women. I think it does depend. There are some of the girls do a very good job, um, like some of the men do a terrible job. And uh, as far as the pronunciation goes, I think it drives me bonkers. As somebody that had to you know, teach kids in an English class, um, yeah, the letter T, it's being... It's been abused. There should be a movement um, for abuse against the letter T. Uh, Okay, let's go to um, another aspect of the ladies and their sporting prowess. They're edging themselves into pro men's snooker. I watched mixed doubles snooker. Right, now snooker. I like snooker. I like watching it. I like watching the experts. Again, it's a difficult game, snooker. Much more difficult than it looks. And unless you play it again, you don't realise how good these fellas are. But the ladies have decided, obviously, they want to be involved. And uh, so we had the mixed double snooker at the weekend. I watched five minutes of it at the weekend no thanks that's it i can't see the point of it whatsoever you know uh, double snooker i've played men's double snooker but it's not you need it needs to be a one-to-one snooker that that's what it's about that's what you watch it for that's what you get involved in and it's great but not not mixed I'm sorry, matey. Not for me. No, Mixed no. Not for snooker. me. Not for me oh. either. I I, uh, I, have to say, I'm not good at snooker. I can play it, obviously. Um, until you actually play on the size of the table that people use, you don't realise just how difficult it is. It's yeah. rather strange, though, because it's not a game where you'd really expect um, gender to, to play a big part in skill. You know, there's no reason why the women shouldn't be able to play snooker, but they don't, do they? No. The the thing with snooker is, well, I like about anyone can play it. You know, at any level, you you can play it. But but it's it's so tight 
the way they play it. You know, they can make a ball go exactly where they want it to go. You know, it's but like the ladies, you know, why why do they have to do it? Just have their own. They can play snooker, but you know, mixed double snooker. No thanks. Not I, for me. I don't think really it's probably the ladies. I think it's these blooming promoters who basically just looking for other angles to make money. Uh, that, that's, I mean, the bottom line yeah, is always right. money, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Now, and the- on the cricket front, I had to laugh at this, mate. <laughs> I think it was India we're playing. And in cricket, a lot of people don't know, obviously, including the Gales playing. Um, when you run up to bowl, the, the the person at the bowling end, the the runner at the bowling end, not the one you're bowling at, they've got to stay in the crease until the ball leaves your hand. Because I used to play a lot of cricket. I was a, a captain of the school team, just as I'd throw that in. And um, I, I was a good bowler, as it happened. Uh, one of my best um, six wickets for one run was one of my one of my classics four four out in one over playing against anyway, playing against that, ladies that, that was that was against Aldershaw ladies you never gave me but uh, what they don't realise is if anybody when you're coming up to bowl if the runner at this end where you're bowling from leaves the crease to 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 get a start on on a run then you can stump them yes. you, you don't have, people don't realize that and what, what what it's always been that way but what i used to do i used to run up to bowl and if they went out the crease i'd stop and i'd hold the ball up and say next time you know you're out I'm going to stump you. You see, you'd give them the opportunity. I wouldn't. <laughs> Sport, our sportsmanship, that's what it's about, really. You know, I never cheated, ever. And, uh, and uh, but, but, that, but this, this, this Indian girl comes up to bowl and the, the girl takes off to run and she stumps her out. And it was, it was oh, 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 terrible. You know, but, but it's fair enough. But, but really... You should give him a warning, really. No, I, I don't. I don't agree. I, I think that it's, I, <laughs> yeah, you gotta be. You gotta be. Yeah, well, it depends. Listen, on, the, the person that's the person that's starting to run is taking an unfair advantage. So, well, if, yeah. So if the bowler has got the wherewithal to spot it and uh, tap the the bales. Good luck to them. I, I think that was a great tactic, and I, you know, I, I think that's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> It was funny, I must say. The, the girl was in tears. That got, got was out, and it cost them the game. But uh, I thought, I thought it was really funny. Classic stuff. Yeah. Right there you go. Well, I, I I thought that was w- wonderful as well. Okay, so um, what have we got then uh, with the entertainment front? Strictly come dancing's back, um, which I must say I do enjoy it, except for two blokes dancing with each other. And two women now dancing with each other, but that, that, you know it's it's all right. But the band, the live band, is absolutely sensational, and I do enjoy it. I must say the uh, the dancing, it's it's good. You watch the, the journey of somebody who can't dance getting trained by a professional, and they work their way through. You know, and, and it's good. The only problem with it is they have an they have fourteen couples 
So, you, you know, it, it goes on a bit too long, the programme. But um, they could do without um, the, the two girls who who, who, uh, who, 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 who present it. You know, they, they, need, they need Brucey, someone like Brucey again back. You know, the two girls are pretty ropey. But uh, it's, uh, it's good. You know, I don't know if you watch it. Do you watch it? I I watch it come on and then I switch off because quite honestly, <laughs> you know, I think you're absolutely right. Brucey, I did used to like uh, his presentation. You know, the girls are there because they look nice. But when it comes to what they say, they're a bit of a waste of space, really, aren't they? Well, yeah, there's no point. You know, um, especially the blonde one, she's, she's pretty hopeless. But as I say, it doesn't, it, it's good entertainment. It's easy watching. And, and, you know, when you get the characters who, and the dancers, you know, the, the connection between the two is great. You know, I like it very much. Would I be but, right? Would I be right in saying that the, the blonde one is the one that's got herself into trouble for, for dodging the queue in the Queen's, uh, waiting to see the Queen's no, no, coffee? No, that wasn't a... Ah, oh, OK. No, that was a Holly Willoughby okay. and Phillips, Philip Schofield. God, they've taken some stick over there. Haven't they but, just? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's incredible. And they, they, they had a thing on Facebook, the two of them, holding each other tight, you know, with the head on the shoulder, and it said they've just found out they've got a cue for the canteen. Oh, <laughs> and oh, it's terrible. Anyway, also, we've got Blankety Blank is back. Uh, Bradley, the Bradley Walsh show. Um, he must be in the Guinness Book of Records for, for being on so many, the greatest number of different programmes. He's never off the television. Now, I thought. This has got to have improved since the days, uh, uh, the early days of Blankety Blank. You know, they, they, they must have updated it somehow. Not a chance. It's awful. And they had Joey Essex on with, with his gimmick being thick as two short planks. Nobody can be that thick. You know. It, oh, it's, oh, I don't know. They've had a lot of practice. Oh, over no, he's a clever lad, that. He, know, he knows what he's doing. But... Uh, uh, you know, Bradley Walsh, the show is, it's its so bland. You know, two people come on and they, he'll say a sentence and miss a word out and they've got to guess what the word is or, or agree with the panel. It's rubbish. You know, it, it's old hat. Well, we didn't it, really I, like it when, um, I mean, Bob Monkhouse, I think, was the first one and then oh, Terry right. Wogan. So yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it was the, the format is not that funny, and it, it's like a lot of comedy. Unless you unless you have a script and you've worked the script and you know the script works, then you're always at the behest of the people that turn up if they're any good. So if you've got really uh, grade what was it B list comedians and people that aren't that funny in the first place, you know, a lot of celebrities they can't think on the feet because they only work off maybe a script, don't they? That's right. See, Bradley Welsh, and you know, you can't dislike him, but he's never off the television. He's on everything. He goes. He's on with his son, going round America. Bradley and and his son, Breaking Dad, I think it's called. And then he's on that that police program, and then he he's on uh, every every day. 
He's on the chase. And now he's on this. You know, is, is there nobody else out there? I, I, I'm not that fussy on him, to be honest. I don't think he's... He, he overdoes it. He overdoes the, the, the false laughter, you know, as if he's... He's trying not to laugh, you know. It's rubbish. So I won't be watching blankety blank. But I think I thought, uh, I, I thought uh, they might have improved the, the format, to be honest, because it's not a bad format. But the way it is, it's just rubbish. Well, I, I think the format's rubbish, and I think the problem with Bradley is he's overexposed. I mean, you know, he's a talented fella, and uh, I liked him when I saw him first doing stand-up. And then suddenly he's on every quiz show that you can see, and it's like everything. I mean, if you had uh, your favourite food and you have it every day of the week, uh, three times a day, sooner or later you don't like it, do you? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyway, it's, yeah, as I say, it's, it's neither here nor there, you know, so there you go. Okay, well, um, I, I think for um, maybe just uh, an idea for you for the future to maybe write to uh, the ITV bosses um, or BBC even and say, well, instead of Bradley doing the hosting, why don't we have Anton Deck? That would be quite oh. a nice alternative, wouldn't oh. it? Well, we haven't seen them. I haven't seen them for ages. What will happen with Anson Deck? They'll make a comeback in uh, probably towards Christmas. Uh, do do that awful show they do it on the Saturday night, and they'll end up with a, a knighthood. That's going to happen. I can see that happening. Anson Deck. Don't get me going on Anson Deck, please. Not at this time of the day. Okay. So don't worry, I've, I've achieved what I set out to achieve. You've, you've already said it for me. <laughs> oh, okay. it's just awful. You know, ants and death. Oh, people think they're wonderful. Oh, they think they're wonderful, yeah. Well, that's you know. the whole point of a lot of what I'm saying is if you expose people to rubbish, eventually they'll accept rubbish. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter how yeah. good you are, if you're on all the time, People familiarity breeds contempt. You yeah. know, a lot of our old sayings come from a very, very strong base. So there we are. Okay, now, um, what's this about you wanting to become one of the village people? Now, yeah. Well, th this band on Strictly, the band are great live. They're a live band, live music. I do like live music. And the dancers dance to this band. And one of the tunes they played was Go West. Now, Go West was a song made by the village people. Uh, I think it's a, a, a gay anthem, but it's a fantastic record. And the Pet Shop Boys also did it. It's just a wonderful, wonderful song. And if you've never heard it, there's a 12-inch version. Go on to Spotify and listen, I'm going, I'd like to feature this song by the village people on this week's record because it's so good. And I find it quite emotional. You know, together, we'll do this together. You know, it's like, it's just, the, and the bass line is just, boom, 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 you know, which makes it, it's, it's a, a masterpiece. But the 12-inch version of it is sensational. They have a break in the middle. And it, 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 everything drops down to a bongos, just a fella playing the bongos. And it builds up from the bongos. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, the brass comes in, then the strings. And have a listen to it. it it's fantastic. And then it goes back into the song. Well, it, 
absolute masterpiece. Have a listen. You'd really enjoy it. And, and uh, the, the village, the, the one they had in the charts is this one. It's like this sort of standard version. Was there but any the, of the clubs that you used to go to in particular used to play this? Any what? Any of the clubs that you used to go to um, where they played these anthems, did you um, have any particular club in mind that you used to go to? What are you trying to say, mate? <laughs> hey, what are you trying to say, my darling? No, it, it, I I just like songs that that are, are thought out. I I like to. I don't listen to particularly the song. I listen to everything else that's going on. I like I like string arrangements, the way they come in, and and and, and the and dressing up. That's what I listen to. And the but, dressing up as well. Come on. Yeah, but you can't, you can't sort of, uh, you, and, and, you know, but you can, and you can dance with the bloke if you listen to this one, but, but it's great, it's great, honestly, it's a great song. If you have a listen to it, have a listen, go on Spotify and have a listen to that 12-inch version of it, the, the long version, and, and the middle bit, it's just, it, it's it's fantastic, makes a uh, Pimples on the back of my neck stand up. You know, it's, it's really good, and it's it's like, it's just like an instrumental break, and it builds and builds and builds, and then when it finishes, it goes down again, and the whole song finishes with just the bongos. Okay, Great. can you can you do the world famous announcement then of your favourite song this week? Yeah, this is one of my favourite songs, which was also featured and played really well on uh, Strictly Come Dancing last week by the great band they have on there. And it's called... What's it called? Go West. <laughs> Go West.
podcast is brought to you via my favorite platform skype 